All right, Kate, real quick. I got bad news for you. You lost a fan. Uh-oh. Because you were talking nonsense. And I'm about to hit you with that nonsense, okay? Let's hear it. Someone's calling BS on having your own computer in your bedroom in 1994, okay? Oh, I never said it was in my bedroom. You said you got a personal computer, but it doesn't matter. I'm an only child. Wherever the computer goes, people are saying it's bullshit that you got one in 94. That's all. I was in third grade, Christmas 94. It had Windows 3.1 on it. Okay. Hey, look, I'm just I'm just passing along the message, okay? Wait, so people are calling bullshit on something that's true. They're just mad. Okay, look, it's somebody I know and it's one person, and it's not like she doesn't like you anymore. I'm just pointing it out that somebody was like, what is she talking about? You're pushing back. You're saying, I did have a computer. Yeah, we all had them. Okay. I'm Lester Holt. we haven't recorded in a while we haven't it's been like two weeks or something mm-hmm. last time listeners we tried to do two episodes at once did not go well nope we bailed <laughs> we on the second one pretty quick yeah we bailed on the first one and then had to come back we weren't in the right headspace it's cold world out here man All right, we got a Thursday dateline called Bethany Vanished, which aired on October 19th, 2023, hosted by the one and only Keith Morrison. And I do have a little IMDb sum up for you. You ready for this? Yep. Because it's long as hell. In a one-hour special, that's weird, Dateline takes viewers deep into the mysterious disappearance of Bethany Decker as Dateline unravels a story that has haunted Virginia for years. When Bethany Decker, a young pregnant mother, vanishes without a trace in Virginia, her family's world is turned upside down. A frantic search ensues, but as time passes, the case grows colder, leading investigators- Good lord, this is so long! Years later, a glimmer of hope appears on the horizon as investigators cross paths with a woman who carries a harrowing story. This woman may hold the elusive key to unraveling the mysteries surrounding Bethany's disappearance. How about that, huh? No, I hate that. Yeah, me too. Okay, we got Bethany Vanished, hosted by KM, Keith Morrison. Here's Keith Morrison with Bethany Vanished. Kate, hit me with your thoughts. What'd you think of this app? Kurt, I have been trying so hard to figure out something nice I can say about this episode. I don't have anything nice to say about anybody in it. Really? Or anything that they did. I'm going to sound like an asshole, but I cannot understand the choices that everybody made in this one. It's so confusing and weird to me. Yeah, I agree. There was some weird decisions. I I disagree that there's no one to like in this app, because I'll name a few peeps that I think I'll be able to sway you on. But this was kind of a bummer episode. I'll be honest. It's a bummer. The outcome was a bummer. It was a big bummer. But you know what? We are duty bound to talk about every dateline for the rest of time. So here we are. So the premise, actually, I think they knew it was kind of a dud too, because they pulled the trick that network television has been doing for 20 years since Alias, where they open from a scene later in the episode. Like TV shows that usually start the VO that goes, you're probably wondering how I got here. And then it like freezes. Record scratch. Record scratch. It was just after 2 p.m. when the investigator pressed record. Don't worry about moving and stuff like that, all right? They open and it's a cop talking to a lady in a hospital bed and she could barely talk. Mm. And they're like, ooh, now we're going to find this guy we're looking for. And then whoosh. It goes back four years. Yeah, back four years and to a completely different story. The mystery of a young mother, three months pregnant. The main victim, Bethany, Yeah. was not this woman in the hospital bed. Yeah. Yeah, it is weird. It goes back and we'd start talking about Bethany Decker 
Also in a different state. Where's this set? Because that other girl's in North Carolina. Yeah, I think Bethany was in Virginia. Yep, that's it. I remember that from that book I just read from the IMDb. Uh, Okay, so we learn about Bethany. She is a young mom. She's got two jobs. She's studying in college. She's got a lot on her plate. She's close with her family. She talks to her mom and her grandma a lot. Uh, And then one night, she comes over to grandma's. Grandma loves to detail what she made her and if she ate it or not. I made homemade pizza for her. But they were noticing that she was like kind of like strung out or like a mile a minute or like texting left and right. I had never seen her so edgy. They try to get her to stick around because she's like trying to leave. I actually stopped her at the door. And she ends up leaving anyway. You with me so far? Yes, but there's one confusing thing about that. What's that? Her husband was there too. Well. But she leaves separately and arrived separately. Yeah. And they don't really talk about what was he doing and what did he say. Oh yeah. But he was there. Yeah, you're right because there's that weird ass part where they say that he was too embarrassed to go back so he slept at a gas station. Mm -hmm. Because he was too embarrassed to go back to the grandma's that they were just at. My God, you're right, and I didn't put that together till you just said it. This is why I hate this episode, because I feel like Dateline did not do a good job of giving us all the information in a way that made sense. They sprinkle it here and there, they leave out stuff to make the people in this one sound more rational than they are to like explain the bizarre choices they made yeah but there is no explanation these people are out of their minds and i don't understand it oh yeah so yeah i mean basically the thing is she goes back to her apartment an hour away and then that's the last they see of her all of a sudden bethany's gone they don't know where she is what the real bummer of this case and what really sinks it is they don't make that call to police for over three weeks of her missing. No, because they said that there were hints that she had been in contact with people, like over her Facebook or whatever. They just weren't concerned. It sounded like she had done this before, where she can go a little while without checking in, but she always, you know, checks in here and there with other people in her life. But then, at the same time, they were trying to paint her as this girl who loved her family and was all about family and i'm like well it sounds like she is kind of all over the place and can just drift off for weeks at a time and isn't all about family and i don't understand what any of this means yeah that's true well okay so bethany while she's in college she meets this guy named emil and they get married and they have a little kid and the kid that they have together is named kai now kai's place of residence switches because once bethany and emil split up kind of well kind of split up but not really oh yeah Absolutely, because Emil's still in the game. He's trying hard to win her back. Uh, But the new guy that she's with, I love when when the cop talks about the family. I couldn't locate a single family member that had anything nice to say about Ronald. He has moved in with her at this point. They're saying, oh, she's so nice. She opened her door to him and said, you know, we're, but nothing more. But then, of course, it escalated, and then they start Right. Right. Bethany's family hated Ronald because he was abusive and stuff. Like, they were actively trying to get her out of that relationship. Like, they were calling hotline numbers and they were like talking to a crisis center of what to do. Especially after Kai showed up with bruises. Yeah. So they were like trying to come up with escape plans for her. And I mean, how many times we heard it where they say get a restraining order and she's like, that's a piece of paper. I was like, that's true. It doesn't mean dick. It's true. But then why didn't she go back with her husband? Well, I'll say this about Bethany. Something tells me she likes the bad boys. Mm -hmm. Right? I think that she was with the meal and got knocked up and he's a sucker. She want to like get rid of him entirely. But something tells me she only goes for the assholes. 
Yeah. Maybe. So now she's seeing this guy, but she's still in touch with the baby daddy, Emil. She's still married to him. Yeah. And he's in the military and he was overseas for a while. And I guess they stopped living together when he left to go overseas and she got this apartment by herself. And then she moves in with this new guy moves in with her. And then impregnates her. And impregnates her. But... She already has a kid that she's too busy to take care of, so it lives with her mom and grandma. Well, and because also the ba- the kid showed up with a black eye one day, and it was like we can- he can't be around this Ronald guy. Right. So let me have another baby with him. Yeah. While I'm still married. Yeah. That's going on. Emil's trying to win her back, okay, and he has this great idea where he's going to whisk her off to Hawaii for a vacation, and his plan is he's going to win his wife back. And not only that, he's okay with the fact that she's pregnant, and he wants to raise that baby as his own. That detail fed the gossip machine. So this is where I got to give a mild all-star title to old Emil, because I'll admit, and the episode liked to point it out, you know, we think it's the military boyfriend or whatever. Like she's pregnant by some other guy. I was first suspicious of Emil. Bethany's husband. But then he turns out to be a saint. He didn't do any of this or a dope. A saint or a dope. I was going to say a sucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he's really sweet though, huh? Why does she agree to go to Hawaii with him when she's living and sleeping with another man and pregnant with his baby? But then she's like, oh, free trip to Hawaii? And her family is like, great. Yeah, I feel like the family was probably like just pushing for Kai's parents to stay together, right? So they're like, whatever it takes... I hope it works out. They played a message from Emil, like a Christmas message. You know how that on the news, they're like, the fifth division of so-and-so has this message. Did you hear what he said? He had a flub. He made a little flub. Oh, I didn't hear it. What was it? He goes, I I had to listen to it a few times, but I, it hit me, is he goes, I have a lovely message for my wife, Bethany. He meant to say, I have a message for my lovely wife, Bethany. But he called the message lovely. Oh, Yeah, it was kind of cute. I just want to give a lovely shout out to my wife who lives in Fredericksburg, Virginia. You could tell he was nervous. Either that or just, you know, not very bright. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, sucker feels like a good way to put it. I'm not going to call him dumb. I feel like he's just like, look, sometimes you fall under a spell, right? And he was under her spell. Are you speaking from experience? <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. You've been under a spell a time or two? Yeah. And you know what? Actually, I was thinking about it recently. I kind of miss... It's kind of fun being in a spell. Have you ever been ever been under a spell? Like madly in love and sh- Well, I've been madly in love with the same person for like 25 years. Right. It's just unrequited. Right. This is the... That's right? We're not going to say who's what. Of course not. Of course not. But I don't know that that would count as a spell because shouldn't it kind of be both ways? Yeah, I think so. I think so. But I I haven't, like, I kind of forget what it feels like, to be honest. Like, it's been that long. I was kind of like, oh. I mean, it was rough time because you're under the spell and you're doing some dumb shit. But I don't know. Back to Bethany and Emil, the love story for all ages. Mm -hmm. So Bethany disappears. And like you said, a few weeks pass and they're okay with it. They said, like, if she's mad at grandma, she'll call the mom and back and forth, which is just funny that she's, I mean, good. She's close enough with her grandma that they're getting in fights and stuff. But um, they also said the Facebook messages. And I got to call bullshit on this. Kate, would you ever believe it? Someone you loved was missing. And the only form of communication was a Facebook post of them saying they just need some space. 
Would you buy that for even a second? Well, I don't trust anybody who uses Facebook as a form of communication. So no. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. But even if she's on there all the, like, even if she's big on Facebook and it sounded like she was the very active user, I still wouldn't buy it that that's the only form of communication, especially with texting and I see what you're saying, but it does sound like she would go into these things often where she would just kind of disappear and be very minimal with her communication because they weren't concerned. Yeah, I mean, I guess I want to know if those other times her only way to get a hold of them was through Facebook because this is not the first time this has happened. Somebody posts on Facebook and it says, I just need to get away for a little bit. And it's, it's always, always like, bull the murderer. The person who is typing that has blood on their fingers. Always. Yes, always. So I don't know why they bought that. And then also, you know what, Kate, baby? I'm coming around to your side. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because although I did, the cops were nice in this episode. Yeah, I couldn't be mad at their attitudes, right? And Shoshay had a fun name and sounded like Woody Allen or something. Then Sergeant Steve Shoshay. Did, did Bethany just get fed up and leave? These cops were not dinguses. No, no. And, and hey, come on, Shoshay. Say it once. Sergeant Steve Shoshay. Sergeant Steve Shoshay. Isn't that pretty cool? And he would like go around like the woods around Bethany's apartment and be like, Bethany, help me find you. So after Bethany, quote unquote, disappears, of course, they interviewed Ronald and he was talking about how much, how in love they were and they've never gotten in a fight ever. Sure. They said he was real charismatic. And you could kind of see it in the interrogation room a little. I could see what they're talking about. I could. Yeah. He was handsome and and smooth and had a nice smile. You could see how he could charm his way out of something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame that it's all complete bullshit and he's the culprit. It's so funny because he's like being cooperative with the police in the interrogation. And the lady in there interviewing him thinks that he's going to say yes to this question. She's like, you know, it'd be great for us if you took a polygraph test. And he's like, you know, I like you guys. I like you guys. And she's like, okay, all right, let's go. Like getting up, ready to go. And he goes, but I think I got to talk to somebody else. And you could just feel the air go out of the room. And she goes, okay, like... Like somebody else, like not us. Like she does not want to say the L word. And then of course he goes, you know, like a lawyer. And you, she just goes, okay. Ugh. I love the dance that the cops have to do of like, okay, if someone's this lawyer, we we have to stop talking. You want to <laughs> talk to an individual that's not currently in this room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it help us out a lot if you, if you would agree to take a polygraph. I have no problem helping you guys, helping you guys but I think, I, think I, need to, I think I need to speak with someone else. Oh, okay. Someone other than us? Yeah, I mean, like, I think I need to speak, I think I need to speak to a lawyer. Four years pass. Rodan moves on with his life, gets a job at another restaurant, meets a girl named Vicki Willoughby. You know, starts dating her, moves in with her, and the same that he did with Bethany starts happening with Vicky where he's, like, abusive and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he kicked the ottoman, and then I knew it was over. Once he kicks the ottoman, he's gonna kick you. This woman... I liked. This is the all-star of the Epcate, and this is who I was going to go to bat for, was Vicki Willoughby. Definitely. I mean... No, I agree on this one. She f***ing rules so hard, okay? She was punching me, punching me in the head, I think. She kept hitting me over and over. And she reminds me of a previous all-star. Do you know who I'm talking about? Who? Oh, uh, somebody who was on a journey from Howard back to shore. 
Nancy Howard. Oh. Right? Because I'd been shot in the head. Nancy Howard shot in the eye. Did you ever imagine that the way to survive a gunshot is to get shot point blank in the eye, right? It's like you're going to lose an eye, but guess what? You're going to live. That's crazy, right? It's lucky. So, yeah, it's extremely lucky. And also, we got to say this. Vicki Willoughby's in the hospital. She is beat to shit. They show you a picture. With her broken neck, her bullet wounds, her purple bruises. And you can hear her as she's talking. She's like slurring and stuff because she's got like gauze and she's all swollen. And she starts detailing what had happened. And the agony that she went through that night was unbelievable. And then once he shot me, he just kept beating me in the head. The blood was splattering everywhere. That was scary. And you could tell it was something that happened all the time because she had weapons in place for when that went down. That's what was crazy. She did not hold back. She called him like a f***ing psycho. Another moment he had his knee at my throat. Psycho. And was like, you gotta go get this guy. Yes. He's oh. evil. Oh my God. And she was giving all the details. Not only is that awesome of her for being so strong, because this f***ing asshole did say, like, I'll kill your kids if you say anything. Like, he did threaten that, and she's going, you can't tell him I told you, you can't tell him I told you. Not only is she tough as and talking about that to the cops, she remembers details. Now, this is where it comes into, like, a, a scientific anomaly, because when you get hit in the back of the head with, like, a really strong force, like, your short-term memory's back there, and it gets knocked, and that's why people don't remember when they get attacked. Mm-hmm. And so that happened to her in this case. She shouldn't remember any of this. She was punched and kicked and all this stuff. I couldn't see because of my eye. And she remembered every detail. That was pretty impressive. She also remembered something he told her about his yeah. last girlfriend. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. She says he killed that girl, too. Yeah, I got away with it once. I could do it again. He killed her and got away with it. Her? The her Ricky was referring to? was Bethany. So again, we have a lucky break here where the cops refocus their attention on Ronald because of something completely different. If he hadn't beaten her and put her in the hospital, and if she hadn't given a statement to the cops, they never would have looked at him again. No. Again, I got to call out KM for his intro VO. He was making it sound like they were hunting for this guy for years and years. And he was like on a, a statewide like manhunt and he was like missing them at every turn. No. No. He escaped prosecution once and then they couldn't do anything. And then that was it until he did it again. Because there was no evidence. There was no evidence that he ever did anything with Bethany. They'd been hunting him for years from one town to another. He was crafty dodging arrest at every turn, managing to escape their grasp because there was never enough evidence. Okay, wait, real quick. I got to give you some details of Vicky's fight in that apartment. It's insane what goes down. She's on the ground getting kicked in the face. And because this happens on the reg, she had a f***ing gun stashed under the couch for situations like this. And she hid a revolver under the couch. She grabs it with her left hand backwards and putting her thumb in the trigger, shoots Ronald Roldan two times in the chest. God, how awful is that, that she is in that scenario that often that goes, this is pretty convenient if there's a gun under the couch because a lot of times my head is here. I'll be knocked on the floor and I can crawl or reach for my secret gun. Yeah, like doesn't even see what she's shooting. Hits this mother twice. He is fine for some reason, takes the gun from her and shoots her like two or three times in the head. And then doesn't he go and like take a shower? Oh, well that's what's crazy is that she manages to escape because he's shot and he's dying and I love that she's like, 
he just wanted to talk to his mother. That was kind of funny, right? What a sweetheart. And then he was freaking out. He's like, oh my God, I'm going to die. And he wanted to see his mother. He wanted to see his mother. Vicky manages to escape, and she says it took me three doors before somebody actually answered. Fuck, man. Fuck. Yeah. I, if I was in that state, knocking on a door, and there was somebody home and they were answering, I feel like I'd have a new goal in life, and that's making theirs miserable, right? Well, maybe they weren't home. That's why I said, if you could tell that they were home. Wasn't she also naked? I think she might have been. And like covered in blood and beaten and staggering her way down the street. Yeah. This woman is amazing. Oh, yeah. And she f- survived and lived to tell, and she's the reason why this motherfucker's in jail. I mean, I love this lady. He survived too. Well, that's what's f- crazy is Shoshay. Shoshay gave him credit on this, and I was like, why are you doing that, dude? This guy's a bum. But he got shot twice, and he had showered, gotten cleaned up, and was on the phone with his mom. And Shoshay is like, you try that. Two bullet holes in him. You try that. It's like, yeah, whatever, dude. I don't know. Maybe because he's super evil or something. Yeah, that just means he's an absolute psychopath. That's all that means. Yeah. Uh, It's crazy they were both shot point blank with guns, and they both lived. Yeah, maybe it was a small caliber. Well, it was pink. Did you see that? It was pink. The gun was half pink. Yeah, like the barrel and the handle, I think. Cute. So it's when she says, she drops that little bit about how Ronald had, would threaten her and say, you know, I did it to my last girlfriend. I can do it to you. He killed her and got away with it. This somehow gets back to the investigators in Virginia and Bethany. Do we know how that connection was made? Because I do not. They must have looked him up in the system. Okay. And he probably had priors in Virginia unrelated to Bethany. The law knew him and stuff. So maybe that's what it was. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, Shoshay and the boys back in Virginia hear about Rodan and they want to go talk to him. So Ronald gets six years in prison for the attack on Vicky. Now this is insane and I hate it because again I find myself I want to know why they felt they had to go plea deal. Anytime a, a show goes and you know you never know what a jury's gonna think I go oh great they're about to say they did a deal for no reason. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, wh- wh- why would they need to make a deal with this piece of shit? They have the victim missing an eye, and it was her gun. Yeah, it's pretty open and shut. And he had bullet wounds. I don't, I would love to know legally a scenario where a jury would not convict that guy. Truly. Like, could, can you think of one where he would not be convicted? No. 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 Unless it was in the fucking 70s. Oh my God, I'm watching uh, The Lost Women of Highway 20 on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. You see that? Not yet. It's good. It's good. But it's so, it is so sad and disgusting. The incompetence is staggering, I'm sure. That, but I'm, I'm talking about more up until, I don't know, 10 years ago, if a woman went to the police and said she was raped, you were allowed to, one, legally prove that she wasn't raped and she had it coming. Right. Right? But it's it's like you go in there and you're guilty until proven guilty. Like, they don't buy it. Like, the, the outcome of all of them was, did you ask for it? Yeah. Were you, did you have a lot to drink? Like, they're on trial. They wonder why women don't come forward. And it's because... No one believes them, that. and it's more of a hassle to do it than to just move on. Yeah, and it's a hassle, and you have a stink on you then. Yeah. It's like they look down on you. Oh, that lady lied about getting raped. Mm-hmm. Ugh. But yeah, the incompetence as well. And actually, oh my God, I was watching uh, the murder tapes, and do you remember the old guy from the Harold Henthorn episode when he was like, he was all over the map? Remember that guy who had that, that voice? Yeah. He was in this other show I saw. Oh, fun. About a Colorado killer. Oh, oh my God, I'm so glad I remember this, Kate. Okay, so one, it's a killer in a Colorado park, and it's called Park County. Is that the same as our other Colorado kills? I don't know, but if you recall, I had learned some extra info 
that the two EMS people that helped out that lady, their names were Whipple and Shipple. Yes. Remember this? Mm -hmm. Whipple and Shipple. <laughs> no. Isn't that wild? Whipple and Shipple. <laughs> okay, the person on this show, the park ranger or whatever, her last name, Kipple. So we got Whipple, Shipple, and Kipple all work for the parks in Colorado. That's kind of funny. That's great. I love that factoid. Okay. For some f***ing reason, they decide to give him a deal. He's got to do six years in prison for his attack on Vicky. And then after six years, he's going to be deported back home to Bolivia. So there's a ticking clock on this. They've got until 2020 to figure out how they can prove that he killed Bethany. And their aha moment, which they call an aha moment, Kate, is when they discover that the IP addresses for those f***ing Facebook messages were from his IP addresses. Kate, Kate. Kate, this happened in 2015 or something. You could check IP addresses back then. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. Where were they on that for five years? I, they act, they, they legit talk about it like they found the best clue in the world. It was an aha moment. When I was like, dude, you should have, that should have been your first step back then. I mean, IP addresses are as old as the internet. They are. It's baffling to me that that's what they were. And then it's like, guys, I'm not impressed. You got to come at us with some more forensics or something. We're not going to give you credit for doing your job. Yeah. And super incompetently. So they find this. There isn't a trial, though, because now that they have their cold, hard proof, what do they do, Kate? But make another fucking deal. Right? Right. Well, but in this case, I get it. There's still no body. There's no crime scene. There's no evidence. There's nothing other than the IP address. I, I agree with you there, and I guess I don't hold it against them that they did a plea bargain for this, for the murder. Here's my issue, is that the terms of the plea agreement were that he had to tell the truth. He didn't tell the truth, Kate. He said that she walked away from the, the conversation. I pushed her, and when I pushed her, she tripped over, over like her feet we know that's not what happened right but then what happened after that she died and he doesn't remember she wasn't bleeding but he doesn't remember if she was bruised they play it too okay they ask follow-up questions why did you not call that why are, why do they have to believe that that is so clearly not true so if she died where is she well he did say that so the, the true info that we got was that the disposal of the body was heartbreaking how easy it was that this guy got four extra years of life because he put the body in a tree disposal bag because it was like around Christmas time or something. Uh -huh. And he took the body in the tree bag to the trash compactor, which gets emptied once a week. And they didn't get there till four weeks later. So that means that her body's in a landfill. And didn't they say the odds of finding it are like one in four million or something? Well, it would cost five million just to attempt to find her. And that's not even a guarantee. Mm. That's what they're saying. It's funny to me the lengths that people go to to get away with a murder and they get busted right away. Or like they have all these intricate plots and turns and this is what we'll do and we'll cover it up doing this. And this dumb f just lucked into getting away with murder for years, right? Like he kills his girlfriend and then carries her to the trash in the building. And that worked. That's crazy. So one, if you can make the body get to the landfill, that sounds like the ideal body disposal. Yes. It's too risky for the things that can go wrong. I mean, look, I, again, I'm not going to put this into practice. But I, if that got dumped there more than a week ago, it's like the, they just go, we're never going to find it. Sorry. 
Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'm just calling bullshit that he didn't tell the truth. The, the whole basis of the plea was to get the real story. And the, we all know that's not the real story. So why are they not allowed to take 12 hours and ask the same questions over and over again? They're allowed to do that when they're suspects, right? They can sit in there for 12 hours and ask the same damn question over and over again. Why would somebody put on your socks and kill your wife? wearing your socks but all of a sudden if it's a plea agreement and there's two lawyers and there's a camera rolling we can't do a damn thing oh you just pushed her and she tripped you're right i'll tell you what 12 years but you only got eight left okay merry christmas yes and i agree but those 12 hour interrogations where they ask the same thing over and over again that only happens when there's no lawyer present so even if you're a suspect you got a lawyer up and then they're not gonna f with you like that i mean i guess yeah that is the answer to the question of why they didn't drill them is because the lawyers are there but i don't know why they can't say that's a lie please tell us what really happened why do they have to accept that as the truth? I mean, it's, and because it also, it's, it's got a built-in thing of, well, why didn't you call the police? I knew they wouldn't believe me. And then it's like, you don't believe me, just like I thought you would. As if he's some misunderstood guy. What a clown. Because they even said that the reason why he did this was most likely he found out about the Hawaii trip, which he knew about because he was texting her the whole time they were there. But they were saying that maybe she was confronted with it, and that's what went down right? Yeah, maybe. Do you remember in the beginning of this episode where they show us the contents of Bethany's trunk? Oh, I'm so glad you remembered this. Yes, I do. So there's a laptop and three old cell phones, and then they never talk about it again. No, which makes me think, like when, when they first, one, they showed the car and the grandma was talking about how that car had moved in years or whatever. It looked a little dusty to me. It looked like it had been sitting there for two weeks. A tiny bit dusty. Right. Exactly. That I thought that was very weird when she said it looked like someone had abandoned it for like years. It, it was probably already dirty when she disappeared. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's true. That's true. And when they first, and they even showed us a picture of this trunk. And my first thought is, I mean, that could just be all her shit, And those are her old fonts. I mean, people are like this. Do you know, and especially she was in the middle of moving. Exactly. So she was literally stuffing stuff into her car. That's exactly what I thought. So, and like three phones and a laptop. Yeah. And at any given moment, I have a bag in my closet right now that has an old laptop that won't turn on. Yeah. And three of my old phones. Same. And every couple years, I take my old tech to recycle them but I keep them together. And when I'm moving, that's usually when that stuff gets taken to recycling. So I looked at that like, that doesn't matter. That's not a big deal. Clearly it wasn't a big deal. So why did they even bring it up? I, this episode sucked. I, I think it was simply presented as to intrigue us because they didn't, there's no meat to these bounce, right? There's no meat. It's confusing. There's people making dumb decisions. I only have sympathy for that woman in North Carolina. It took me three neighbors till I found somebody. Everyone else, I'm like, what? What? I don't understand the logistics of the Hawaii thing and the husband and how he doesn't live with her, but he still lives nearby. Yeah, and also, wait, I thought National Guard was weekend warrior style. I thought that's where, it sounded like he was, he did like tours, right? He did tours, yeah. But you do that. Is that, what am I thinking of? Wait, National Guard, that's like on our soil though. No, he was in Afghanistan though. Right, so I don't think he was in the National Guard. I think it was a different one. They said National Guard, Ab totally. They absolutely did. Man, I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, it sounds like we got to get to these lists because we're f done with this episode, huh? Ugh, yeah. All right, 
So hit me. You got any list items? Kate's unnamed list. Kate's unnamed list. There's a military connection. We got that husband yep. who might be yep. in the National Guard. <laughs> I think that's the only thing from my list. When I play a clip of them saying National Guard, are you going to ask me to cut it out? No. <laughs> you really thought about that. You were really thinking on that for a second. I was because I want to I want to be honest with our listeners. If I don't know something, I don't know it. Totes. It's just that a lot of times I do know it <laughs> and you don't know it. Hey, that's why future Kurt exists. We don't need a future Kate because you're always right. Current Kate is always correct. Except for maybe this National Guard thing. Yes, except for that. Except for that. Emil was in the National Guard now, too. And his military work often took him away. Emil was in the National Guard now, too. The National Guard now, too. All right, well, that brings us to Kurt's Kick-Ass List. Kick-Ass List. I love when Andrea goes, Kick-Ass List. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. I got nothing for my list. However, big news. I'm going to be adding an item to my list. No way. Yep. You ready for this? Anytime someone says this or the equivalent of, and this was before cell phones. (laughs) Eh? Pretty good, huh? That happens all the time. Yeah. This can apply to DNA. It can apply to a lot, a lot of stuff. But the amount of times they say, this was before cell phones, okay? We couldn't just call. It's like, we know. It was the 70s. You don't need to remind us. I like it. All right. Well, that's on my list. It was not in this episode because it was a stinkeroo. But this sounds like a great time to say. I'm Kurt Money. I'm Kateline. I'm Lester Holt. For all of us. I'm Lester Holt. Good night. National Guard.